Dan and Eric finally have a podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the podcast. I'm Eric. And I'm Dan. And this is the podcast we finally have. Dan, we find ourselves at a point where we're in between shows, we're in between seasons, we're in between new releases. So I figured we'd play a little game today. Dan, the name of this game is Do We Care? It's a it's a constant refrain that we come back to time and time again. But do I care about this? But but do I care at all about this? So we're gonna play a little game. <laughs> tell me, tell me your thoughts. This is not rehearsed. Tell me your thoughts about do we care about this? So okay, so are you gonna go first? Yeah, You're I'll give you the first, first topic. Yeah, I'm just okay. want, I'm just gathering your your thoughts. Are you anxious? Are you worried about saying the wrong thing? Because um are you know a lot of our friendship hinges on you agreeing with me a lot. And then if you don't agree with me, then you know it's gonna really test uh the fortitude of our uh, 30-year relationship. I am an open book and I'm ready for the cancel culture. Let's go. Okay, so yeah, will Dan be canceled after this? <laughs> Could I first, be canceled after this? Yeah. The first topic. Do we care? Does Dan care about the Marvels? New <laughs> Marvel movie coming out. MCU. Mm. It's a big one. If this was, you know, some some other MCU movie, we'd be pretty pumped. The Marvels. Do we care? So personally. I do not care. Um, I think Marvel has kind of uh, exceeded itself at this point with some of their storylines, and that being one of them. And I think, too, I, I haven't really paid attention to a lot of the stuff that's happened since Endgame. Was that the last one? Endgame, I, I believe. So, like, we watched some of the shows, but um, really I'm kind of out of touch with what's going on with Marvel. And, like, that, after seeing that trailer, even though... It had the Beastie Boys soundtrack in the background. Right, right, To right. which you and I danced to at my wedding. <laughs> um, as as layers of clothes came off. Get the, coat, <laughs> get the coat off. Get the vest off. I got no time for this tie. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, there's an intergalactic uh, dance going on. Um, I, I just I just don't care. And and this would this is even like even in turtles which came out before this movie too like that's even kind of forgotten by most people like i didn't even care about that and it, it's along those same lines so for everybody out there it's like oh he's just hating because it's uh, uh maybe a girl power movie no it's not that it's like i don't care about these characters let's let's move along yeah yeah well and i think that's going to be the easy thing for people to say like oh like it it did poorly because I, I assume that it's going to do poorly. It did poorly because it was a female driven superhero movie. But like, no, that's not it. But it is hard to put your finger on exactly what I, I saw somebody online that I think uh, summarized it really well is that you have to be really invested in the Marvel Cinematic like TV universe because there's two shows there's ms marvel and then uh there's a lot of like wandavision stuff that plays into this movie and if people mm. didn't watch these shows then you have no idea who these other two characters are that are uh that are with uh brie larson captain marvel is that her name captain marvel i can't i feel like i don't even know like what her yeah captain marvel mm -hmm. character's name is um 
And yeah, so so do we care? But it does show you how uh, out of touch you are that there's been a lot of movies that have come out since Endgame uh, in the MCU. And you're like, ah, but that was kind of the last one that mattered. Yeah. They made Infinity War and Endgame too good. And now, like, uh, you want to, like, start to build something else back up. And it's proving to be really, really difficult because, yeah, no one no one cares. Did you like the first um, Captain Marvel movie? So I, you and I went to go see that. I thought it was OK, but I was expecting more of like an 80s vibe or, or what was it? 90s. Yeah. 90s. I was expecting more of that 90s vibe throughout the uh, movie to kind of really uh, get into it in that era and like have more things happen during that era. And I think that's the way it was teased, but it never really played out uh, that way. So, you know, and, and another thing you, you touched on uh, briefly and, and I'll I'll echo it is uh, the fact that like Disney's got to be able to accept criticism. And whenever there is some criticism right away, it's, oh, you're racist or, oh, you don't like women or, you know what I mean? They find these ways to like throw up these big uh, walls right away to kind of shield themselves from criticism. But you got to accept some of this criticism and learn from it and, and build off of that. And your point about the TV series and people being able to watch it, that's a perfect example of like you're really limiting your audience at that point in time. Yeah, I mean, their TV shows have been kind of a train wreck. They're trying to retool. They're trying to redo like Daredevil that we're both kind of excited about. They're like, ah, oh, we're going to have to like totally redo this because it yeah. turns out it's trash. <laughs> Whoops. And She-Hulk costs like $25 million oh. an episode for trash. Whoops. Um, but yeah, you know, sometimes you just have to look at it and say, maybe we're not putting out good content anymore. And then, you know, we'll have to we'll have to deal with it. Um, two more things um, before we move on to the next. Do we care about this? Maybe I'll see if you do care that I think part of the reason that we don't care about uh, the Marvels is where was Captain Marvel during like all the time that like the Avenger stuff was going on. Her movie was set in the 90s. All this stuff happened. And then she's just like not there it's kind of like the vibe with the eternals it's like wait so you have all these like super powerful people and they're just not there to help whenever things are dire and then so now you're back and we're supposed to care that you're back okay but here's the thing that i've been seeing a lot the last and i think it's marvel's last ditch effort to try to get people to care which is end credit mid credit big reveal coming there's a tease that there may be new returning characters potentially x-men what what would you say if i was like hey look at the end of captain marvel at the end of the marvels you're gonna see rogue from the x-men oh so if you're doing 90s x-men movie and like they gotta be don't give me the black suits give me uh wolverine in the yellow clad suit and cyclops in the bright blue oh man i would i would be in for that and really uh, I think you and I touched on this. That's one property that they haven't really touched on yet, which could go supernova when they do, because I would I would be all in. Yeah. And then you kind of answered uh, part three of the of the do you care? Because uh, I was I was going to get to something later. But so let, let's uh, end it there. Let, I'll, let me give you another one. And then we'll uh, if you have one for me, you can uh, do one for me. OK, OK. My answer is I do not care about this just right off the bat. I do not care about this, but I think that you may have a different opinion. Superman and Lois on the CW or whatever these shows are on uh, ending 
canceled presumably after season four do do we care about this dan do you care about this uh i don't care i I haven't been following it i think i watched season one it was actually pretty well done i thought it was good i just never stuck with it and i think maybe that's just me being burned out from when we used to watch lois and clark from the 90s you and i after every episode we'd get on the phone and we'd be like dial each other i'm like oh did you see uh whatever so so and so and so um it's good it's a good i think superman as a serialized tv show is hard to watch just because you, you run out of ideas fast i feel yeah. like yeah we're it's in a movie serialized, it's been serialized for 90 years right it's yeah. like how many how many stories can you tell yeah and but with this one i i did like it because he had two sons and they're both different. And so the fatherhood thing kind of played into it. And you and I are fathers. So it kind of it was it was a refreshing take. But after so long, it was kind of like, OK, time to move on. Yeah. And it's funny that we loved Lois and Clark, the new adventures of Superman with Dean Kane and Terry Hatcher. So, so much, even though looking back, it was probably trash. It was probably yeah. trash. I remember being so disheartened by the idea that Dean Kane could just kind of like levitate as Superman. Mm. And I'm like, that Superman flies. He doesn't levitate. And I had a real problem with that. Um, I do distinctly remember in like 1995 waiting for my, uh, what was it? 16.6 or 18.8 like kilobyte per second modem to like download a picture of Terry <laughs> Hatcher. <laughs> and it's like, boop. It's like, okay, it's going, it's going vertically from top to bottom. I've got like another quarter inch of screen real estate. And it's like, oh, okay. That's not what I thought it was going to be. Anyhow, uh, okay, shoot, shoot one at me. So yeah, it's a pretty quick. We do not care about uh, Superman and Lois ending. Okay, uh, I got a couple here for you. Okay, um, next one. Do we care? Travis Kelsey Taylor Swift romance. <laughs> and it's funny because we're we're gonna tie this in. I'm trying to think about how I want to tie this in now. I mean, I don't. I don't. I don't one one bit. Um. I think that Travis Kelsey is a great football player on a great team. And I think Taylor Swift is, is her own thing um, that we can get to more later. Do I care that they're together? No, I don't think so. It is surprising to me that they're the same age, that they're both 33. For some reason, they seem like they're not the same age. I don't know who's older. I don't know who's younger. It just seems like they're not both uh, the same age. I, I could do without the the cutting to uh like the booth the luxury booth uh the luxury suite to see like taylor's reaction to travis getting tackled i i could do without that but i feel like i don't care but i also i'm not angry about it so i guess that means i I, i'm pretty i'm pretty uh neutral on the subject i have a feeling that dan is not neutral on the subject dan how would do you care should we care well well I'm, i'm i'm curious what do the girls think uh they kind of care a little bit there's uh one and a half Swifties in the household. Um, I was watching the game this morning from Frankfurt. Um, shout out to our German fans out there. It's always nice to <laughs> yeah, uh, see our stats uh, each episode. Um, and yes, there was talk about, okay, Taylor was not at the game because it's in Frankfurt and she's in uh, South America on our South American leg of the Eras tour. So no, no Taylor insight. Yeah. So, I'll just give you my my two cents. I walked into Dick's the other day, Sporting Goods, 
to go buy something. And in the front of uh, Dick's was a Travis Kelsey jersey and a Taylor Swift jersey. And mm. I, I mean, we're in Pittsburgh, right? So it's like, what the heck is going on? And like the marketing of this relationship has spiraled out of control. But I think it's kind of manufactured by the NFL now because I think Travis Kelsey's uh, uniforms went up 400% after the news broke that he was with Taylor Swift. And so now they're like capitalizing big on this, right? This is a big moneymaker for them. Um, so I just kind of see the machine starting to get behind this relationship. Whether or not, I, I'm not going to speculate whether or not this was manufactured or not. But let's just say it's true love as it started. But now they got the machines behind them. And they're a power couple and like the money's rolling in. So now it starts to become like, okay, like, do, do, do I care that Taylor Swift said this games? No, I don't, I don't care. Like it, it just doesn't, it doesn't interest me, but to a level where, um, you know, he's always kind of like looking up to see if she's watching or you see that <laughs> that's, like, that's always funny to me. So, okay. So let's move on. Let's, let's move on. I got more. I got, I got, wait, wait, let's, let's segue. Let's segue from that. Because oh, okay, um, that that pulls into uh, something else that we can go down. Um, I will say though that it is amazing that Taylor Swift is so now rich and famous and seemingly powerful. Um, it's kind of like you know she's been around for years and in, in, in kind of the public space and and known of. But to think like now she can kind of like do whatever she wants seemingly and like people are begging for it. I'm gonna I'm gonna make a bold leap here and then say Taylor Swift is to certain people what Star Wars is to us. You know how we're like watching YouTube videos breaking down. It's like a 40 minute video to break down like a 20 minute episode of, of yeah. a show. That's yeah. what Swifties are doing now, man. There's like video breakdowns of her videos to see cool. if there's like pointing at signs about when the reputation Taylor's version release is going to be. And people are like dissecting this and getting super nerdy about it. So all the people that would be like, oh, my gosh, it's so dumb. Like, why would anybody care this much about Star Wars? They are like going down the rabbit hole of Taylor Swift references and what her hands are doing and the seagulls on the album cover. It's it's intense. So I think that we don't care because we care about other stuff, but people care about this very, very deeply, which leads me to my Taylor Swift related thing. Do we care if Taylor Swift is in Deadpool three as Dazzler? Whoa, what? Where are you coming up with this? I can't believe that, that you haven't rumor? heard of this. Yeah, I can't believe you haven't heard of this. So as as uh, you know, the web is tangled and it converges in a, in a lot of different points. Because Hugh Jackman, right? And right? Ryan Reynolds and Taylor Swift were at a game at one point in time. Yeah, and you know who else was there? Sean Levy, the director of Deadpool 3. Oh and, my goodness. Well, that's my mind blown right now. Yeah, so they're all hanging out. And so this was, I think this has kind of been in the works for a while. By the way, Ryan Reynolds and Taylor Swift are friends. Ryan Reynolds' wife, Blake Lively, is like good friends with Taylor Swift. They like, somebody like named, I think Taylor Swift named a song or an album or something after Ryan Reynolds' kids. Um, and they have like, there's like all kind of references to him. So they're, they're tight. And there's now word breaking that... 
Deadpool 3 is going to be another like multiverse because every movie has to be like multiversal now. It's going to be another like multiverse movie of like them going around and all the multiverses to assemble this like amazing superhero team. Could you have? And again, I don't know anything about Dazzler. I looked up a little bit. I knowing knowing Dan, Dan knows way more than me. Uh, but everybody's like Taylor Swift would be the perfect Dazzler. Dan, do we do we care? Wow. Well, I'll say this. Taylor Swift would probably make a fantastic Dazzler. Um, and Dazzler, I mean, really, from what I remember, I mean, she was just like a pop sensation who could like shoot like sparks out of her hands. It's kind of like a um, oh, who's the one from the X-Men? The Jubilee. It's kind of like a Jubilee was kind of like the knockoff of Dazzler. So could I see that? Yeah. And I could probably see Travis Kelsey probably being some kind of like C list villain. Oh, that would be interesting too. as well. Yeah. yeah Cause he just kind of has that look of a villain. Right. So like, could he be saber tooth? Possibly a saber tooth. <laughs> um, I was trying to think while you were talking what his character would be, but to have her as Dazzler. Oh man, that's, that is genius on their part. I mean, from a marketing standpoint, so good for them. Yeah. And you have her in for like a 45 second clip. People right. go crazy for it. And how many Swifties who apparently are like die hard, do whatever, how many of them would buy a ticket to Deadpool 3 only to see her, even if she was in there for 45 seconds? Exactly. And then this kind of this is see, this is interesting because uh, this is kind of like the comic book industry. Right. So we can't sell comics, but let's put a foil cover on it. Oh, they'll buy it for that foil mm. cover, won't they? Oh, let's put let's have the same comic, but it has like six different covers, and you're gonna buy all six covers because you want all those collectibilities. This is the exact same thing they're doing with the movies now. We're not gonna maybe put out a great product, but we got this thing in here that you're gonna go see because you're a diehard Swifty fan. That's amazing. Right. That is and amazing. that's and that's potentially the exact opposite of what made the first Deadpool so good, at least to me, was the idea of you're going to have this one character and then you're going to have like the lowest of the low eight tier X-Men thing. I mean, Colossus was, uh, you know, I always like Colossus from back in yeah. the day, but, you know, Negasonic Teenage Warhead or whatever, like never even heard of this person. And then they're going out there and they're doing all their crazy stuff. It was because the content was really good. You didn't need the the foil you didn't need the the bag uh version you didn't need the black bag and the white bag and the clear bag and you know, I have to <laughs> the Ren and Stimpy scratch and sniff card inside and it smelled like a fart you didn't need any of that <laughs> hype because it was just good and so is Deadpool three going to be the exact opposite are they going to try to do the Spider Man thing are they going to try to do what like now is just the the only gimmick that they have in the comic book world is like sprinkle in all these all these people. Are you going to have beasts? Are you going to have Professor X? Are you going to have whoever? And are they going to ruin it? Um, but maybe they could do it and it could be fun and it could still be worthwhile and there could be a payoff there. Yeah, I wasn't a big fan of uh, Deadpool 2. So with them bringing in some other characters, maybe that'll liven it up a little bit and uh, it'll be enjoyable. Um, I'm sold. I'll probably go see Deadpool 3. Um, because Not for of the Swifty, yes, yeah. yeah, yeah right, right. <laughs> Are you gonna bring your uh Eras tour, uh, like bucket <laughs> and cup with you to uh to the show? I'm building my bracelets right now. <laughs> okay, all right. You got another one for Do me. Do we care about Apple products anymore? Here, here's the thing. 
Apple had an announcement last week. I watched it and it was weird that it was on like a Monday at 8 p.m. Uh, Eastern time. And I I checked it out. I saw what they had and I said, OK, I don't I don't need this. Uh, I have my iMac from a couple years ago and it's pretty good and they didn't change anything. They just put a new processor in the same old laptop. They put a new processor in. It's black now, space gray or space black or whatever it's called. OK, I, I can I, I'm happy with what I have. Um, so I care. I don't care that much. I don't care about this newest round, but I care. You remember the days, though, whenever like the products that they would announce were like revolutionary, like, oh, my God, the iPhone, like when it first came out or the MacBook Air where it fits in this envelope and you can take <laughs> it anywhere. Right. And yeah. now it's kind of like it just feels like a recycling of ideas where there's nothing that really like excites me anymore whenever Apple makes an announcement. It almost just seems like, oh, uh, here it is. And it's in a different color. Yeah, I mean, the, the upgrades are, you know, just iterations, but I think that they have this new thing going where people see something and say, oh, that looks dumb or oh, that's too expensive or oh, no one's going to like that. And then it just kind of gets out there and then you see it and then you, you know, you're on an airplane or you're in a coffee shop and you see somebody using it and you're like, oh, damn, that looks that looks pretty cool. I wish that. Maybe I should save my pennies. And I think the thing right now is the Vision Pro, their uh, VR, AR headset that's supposed to be coming out, you know, Christmas mm. time. Uh, so next month, thirty five hundred bucks. And you're thinking, well, OK, I'm not I'm not going to be getting the thirty five hundred dollar uh, VR headset, but somebody is. And the way that they're marketing it is that you just kind of wear it around all the time because it can take pictures and videos and, and spatial video or whatever the crap they're calling it. So we're going to be at a coffee shop. We're going to be at a restaurant. We're going to be in, walking around in the mall and some dude's going to be walking around with a VR headset. And we're going to say, that's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. And then you're going to see another, and then you're going to see another, and then you're going to see another, and you're going to say, there must be, there must be something there. <laughs> All right, you got one for me. I went a little nerdy on you there with two. Um, no, I like I like the nerdy. And then they're gonna come out with like the Vision Pro Light, and then or the Vision Pro <laughs> yeah. Mini, and it's only gonna be sixteen hundred dollars. And you're gonna say, well, maybe, <laughs> well, maybe, maybe, maybe the black and white version. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, just give me like a little Viewmaster from back in the day, and I'll just click around. Yeah. Okay, this is this is a little uh, different one too. Uh, I watched the latest WWE premium live event because they're not pay-per-views anymore the premium live events from saudi arabia yesterday and they had john cena against solo sokoa and i'm not i'm not going to ask if you care about that match because that the answer is no no one no one should care about that match i'm not going to ask you if you care about john cena because yeah i mean there's a lot to like about john cena and a lot not to like what i'm going to ask you about is john cena's bald spot um do, do we care and i wish i had like a photo that i could like share and pop up on your screen right now because you didn't see it yesterday it was shocking 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 i tell you john cena's bald spot that has seemingly come it's not even it's like moving forward it's not like a receding hairline it's like a progressive bald spot it's coming forward it's really busting through but but hey do do we care about that um, so interestingly, I kind of do care about the bald spot 
because it kind of ages me in a way. When I see John Cena without a full head of hair, it just makes me realize how much older I'm going, I'm getting and looking. And like, this was the dude that come out. You can't see me young and agile, like had all the like kind of crazy cool moves. And then um, when he would whip his hat off into the stands, there was a full head of hair there. Always buzzed up. He had the high and tight, very, very military look. Yeah. So for me, it's like seeing my um, childhood, um, I don't know, heroes is the right word, but like the, the kind of guys that were like entertainers and just seeing them age is it's it's tough to kind of it's kind of tough to take. And so I, I do kind of care about it. It's weird. It it was a I show hope he's doing well. It it shocked everybody. I was watching it with, uh, a little bit with Alyssa in between a uh, household project we had going on. So it was like one o'clock uh, that it started, but I was just like put it on throughout the day kind of. And it was it was jarring. Every everybody in the household was a little shook. His hair is no longer high and tight. It's like long, but it's there's a lot. There's a lot missing. And to me, it's like, wow, John Cena has so much money that like he could he could just pay to, you know, he can get hair. He can get all the hair implants that he wants. He could he could hire somebody to take their hair and implant it in his head and, you know, implant it back. He can get this. He could get that. Whatever, whatever it is he could do, he's not doing it. And uh, that's what I, I said. Uh, John Cena is too rich to be bald, to which Alyssa said that uh, I'm too rich to have gray hair. And uh, <laughs> to, to which I replied, I'm not rich. And I only have gray hair to keep like the, the younger women away because oh, i want to i want to yes. make sure jody feels secure in our relationship right. that that there's not just all these people knocking down my door and saying like no please like divorce your wife and be with me so yeah, yeah it's just really like a, a preventative measure to keep the marriage happy and intact um that's really big of you yeah i mean that's just that's just kind of the kind of guy i am i think yeah, uh, yeah. i think everybody you know people people have always said that i'm very humble and, uh, you know, I would, I, <laughs> one of my, one of my best qualities is how humble I am. All right. Moving into a aspect that's a little nerdy. Bring it. Do we care about Zack Snyder's new movie, Rebel Moon, which was supposed to be his take on Star Wars? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Uh, it's it's definitely on the radar. It's going to be straight to Netflix, right? And yes. this is like the the Snyder verse. This is like the Snyder cinematic universe, right? Because it's supposed to be this whole. He's world creating. He's doing all this stuff. There's lots of things happening. We have a 15 year plan with 35 movies and eight TV shows. Um, Comic books are coming out. Comic. Okay, which, by the way, at some point we need to talk about um, uh, another great Netflix adaptation of a comic book that we'll uh, we'll get uh, Scott Pilgrim that we'll get to some other time. But um, do we care? No, I don't think so. I think that ultimately I've lost faith in Snyder. I have seen the things that like these people have lightsabery type weapons, and I worry that it's going to feel like. A cheap knockoff. It's going to feel a little bit like when you say, hey, mom, can you get some Doritos from the store? And then she comes back with food club, <laughs> cheesy tortilla chips 
And you're like, this isn't this. Like, I get it. It's a triangle and it's orange. It's not the same. I I feel like I'm I'm going to care, but I, I think I'm going to care and I'm going to be angry when it comes out. When does it come out? Uh, I thought it was supposed to come out soon, um, but it's still it's still being tabled. I mean, there's a trailer you can watch on Netflix right now. Yeah, I've seen the trailer. Um, yeah, and watching the trailer, it just seems like that kind of like cheesy CGI, which really takes me out of it. So um, we'll see. What I'm going to do is I'm going to compare these to the prequels, not the original trilogy, but the prequels. And we'll see if it's better than the prequels. All right. I mean, that that's the bar. You just have to be better than the prequels. Right, right. That's that's the bar I'm giving Zack Snyder. Right <laughs> um, do you want to do another quick one? Yeah, I got, I got time. Let's we can kind of let's snap through lightning okay. round. Here lightning, we go. lightning, lightning round. round. I only have one left on my list. I think. Yeah, oh, you do? Okay. only one. And I don't know how lightning lightning this will be, but it's about Loki. Do we care? About, okay, I'll do it quick. Do we care about Loki? No. <laughs> yeah no i don't think so and i told you on the on the phone the other day that my plan for loki is i get amped up to watch it i watch the first seven minutes fall asleep because it's very boring and then i get reinvigorated and i can like make it through an episode and a half and that's about it okay so we don't care about that agreed do we care that there is talk about pivoting from kang to dr doom yes I do care about that. That would be awesome. Um, and and again, for the record, I know very little about Doctor Doom. Mostly noteworthy for being like a Fantastic Four uh, villain, right? And so I, right. I don't know. I don't know anything about the Fantastic Four. But so why should I care about Doctor Doom coming in instead of Kang? Uh, Doctor Doom is kind of like the evil genius of the Marvel MCU uh, in a way. So like. Uh, He's a Luther. It. He's he's like their Luther, right? But only like the dude's like super buff and he's got all that metal all over the place and he looks very intimidating. And so I think he would be one a look striking on the big screen and someone that will kind of like you could put up, up against like a Thanos or something like that along those lines. But he still has that human element, which is cool. So he's not like overpowering in a mm. way. And then, like, you and I have always talked about this. Like, the ultimate villain would be somebody, you know, has some intellect to them. They have – they're human, you know what I mean? And, but they can use that kind of to take on some heroes. So this would be amazing. I think this would be an amazing pivot because Kang, I could care less. Kang, we talked about it. It's been well-documented in Ant-Man and Wasp that we were, like, so disappointed that he just kind of lost. And then, yeah. you know, he's doing stuff. He's really tied into Loki. And Jonathan Majors is having like legal problems. And then so maybe they're just like looking to move away from him into Dr. Doom. So, yeah, it sounds like Dan Dan would care if Dan cares. I care. So I, I care. too. <laughs> All right. I got I got another one for you. Do we have time? Yeah. All right. It has been confirmed. Even after the writer strike. That they are rebooting the office TV show. Do you care? I I would be crazy not to care. The Office uh, and something that you turned me on to back in 03 or something like that. I don't know, 04, 05. You're like, hey, you got to check out this office. And I think I was a little later than you coming into it, maybe like beginning of season two and have watched it. I basically have Peacock just to know that I can turn on the office whenever I uh, whenever I feel the need. 
last summer the whole family sat and watched most of the office together it was amazing we're like in hawaii and we're coming in from a, a swim in the pacific and we're like hey let's like relax and watch an office and we're watching office in hawaii it's amazing so of course i care is there any chance that it's going to be good no, i don't think so there's like right. no what made the office so great you couldn't do you couldn't there's no prison right. mic in 2023 or 2024 <laughs> there's no diversity day there's no hiding from the it guy you know this stuff can't you, you can't do it so i don't know how it could possibly be good yeah and plus the the original cast members aren't coming back so it's a yeah. it's a total retooling of everything so which um, i think I would probably be a yeah, you couldn't have like Dwight sitting there still, or you couldn't have like Stanley in the corner. It would have to be all new people. But yeah, I don't, I don't know how you make that good. Okay, all right, I agree with you. Um, yeah, so I think with that we can wrap up this round of do we care? And it, the I think the main takeaway is here. Yeah, we we care a lot about stuff. We may maybe don't care about like geopolitical issues we don't care about like the the federal interest rates or what's happening but we care about this stuff and i'm okay with that yeah uh it says a lot about our friendship doesn't it i like it i like it yeah that's what keeps us going after all these years and after all these years we have a podcast finally